Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Brothers Baseball Podcast. The Baseball Brothers Podcast, really, is what it's called. <laughs> but uh, it's your host, Sam. Uh, our co-hosts, Jeremy and Cole, are probably not going to be around this episode. But if you're not, my good friend, Chris, is guest hosting. So say hi, everybody, Chris. What's up? up? So Chris will be a pretty frequent guest. He is a fellow baseball nerd like myself. He's a busy family man nowadays, but he has graciously offered his time to help us talk about the transactions this week. And there has been a lot, right, Chris? Yeah, it's it's definitely been an eventful week, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And I figured we should start with whatever topic you want to start with first, Chris, and then we'll just kind of move down our order. Yeah, you know, uh, Sam, I'm kind of curious to hear what you – there's that three-team trade uh, this week, mm-hmm. and um, I'm kind of curious your thoughts on it. So uh, Edward Encarnacion has moved on to Seattle. Um, Seattle moved, uh, I believe they moved Carlos Santana to the Rays, and then um, from there, or some prospects went in return. Um, actually, I think Santana went to the Indians. Um, yeah. Sorry about messing that up, but you know, just kind of an interesting trade uh you know did you have any thoughts on that or um yeah any initial reactions or yeah it it seems pretty clear to me that the mariners are trying to shed payroll because they just acquired carlos santana like less than a week ago from the phillies and it just seems like they're just trying to shed salary there's rumors out there that they're not even going to keep edwin and Carnacion. Like, they're just going to ship him to another team. So who knows who's going to play first base for them. But it looks like the Rays are trying to do – they're trying to make – just some, have some fresh bodies, some new players. They're getting $5 million from the Mariners. Um, and then the Mariners are sending um, – let's see. Mariners are sending $6 million to the Indians. So they're all just kind of getting some fresh faces, and it's pretty clear that the Indians are also trying to shed payroll. Yeah, it was it was definitely it, it was funny to me because our I, I, it's such a na- it's a name trade, right? It, but it's yeah. such a trade of no consequence. Like it's just kind of like eh, whatever. Yeah. It's like you know, all those guys. I mean, obviously Santana and and Carnacion are kind of more toward the downswing of like their career and where they're at right now. But it's just one of those things where I was like, eh, whatever, you know, even though they were big names, it was kind of like, I, you know, the Mariners really just, you know, they, they shedded a year of salary because of 
Indiana's deal is longer than Encarnacion. So um, in the end there, that was kind of the benefit of that. And I, like you said, I, I kind of saw those rumors too, that they might be continuing to wheel and deal there. And so that deal would make a lot more sense for them, I guess, if, if it continues to move on even from there, but no, you're right. right. I, I know you haven't really covered the Mariners preview, but it, I, you know, it's finally about time. I hate, I, I do, a part of me is kind of like over this whole, you know, in every sport, right? It's like, let's tank totally. Let's tear it all down yeah. or we're going to win it all, right? Um, the, the parody just is everywhere. And I'm not sure. I, I used to be more for it. Now I'm kind of like, man, everybody's doing it. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't like it as much. Maybe I do as a strategy. But, man, look at the Mariners and what they've done over the last, like, 10 years. Like, they just they just kind of wasted King Felix's career, it seems like, yeah. you know. They they wasted a nothing land forever, and now they're finally you know breaking it down, but and and trying to build. I I haven't been, in, I'm not excited about what they're doing or, you you know the rebuild. No. I, I it just seems like a seems like a really inconsequential uh, trade. I I thought it was kind of cool, Santana. You know he was with the Indians, now he's heading back there. Um, yeah. They actually traded. I don't know if you saw this uh, this evening. They actually followed that deal up by trading Alonzo um, mm-hmm. away. So they kind of made room there, you know, at first base for yeah. him to to Here. get that playing time in and slide in. So they must be looking to keep Santana. Um, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. And and you know the Rays continue to be the Rays. <laughs> like what are the Rays doing? Yeah. You know they're they're shutting payroll I, and hoping to hit lightning in the bottle again. Yeah, they had such a good rotation. What was it about five years ago? And you thought they were going somewhere with Madden, and then none of them are there anymore. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's they're they're an interesting spot. You know, they have the AL Cy Young winner, and you know, I don't even know if people know know about Blake Snell much. You know, it's kind of just a weird <laughs> team. Well. Yeah, it was so weird. He's in such a small market, and no one really goes to their games. And Snell should have arguably started the All-Star game, him or Sale, and then Snell only made it as an alternate to the All-Star game, which is incredible. Yeah, well, we all know my opinions on the All-Star game. Oh, yes, yeah, he's a Red Sox <laughs> fan, and hey, he has a ring now, so look at that. Uh, let's talk about the team that you dislike, your rivals, the Yankees. Unfortunately, Ugh. we should talk about them. I know. They, uh, we should. Actually made they're, a pretty, they're smart. Yeah. I mean, they just they have been on a really impressive run the last couple of years. Obviously not in the postseason, but they have really compiled a lot of depth, a really competitive team, and then they just re-signed the guy they traded for, J.A. Happ from the Blue Jays. He won, I think, wasn't it like 11 starts he won for them when they acquired him? Something like that. Yeah, he went on a tear. Uh, yeah, he was really on fire when they picked him up. Um, still one of those moves where, I, it, I don't know, another one of these, like, he's, he's so weird. You know, he's this guy that puts up these really great numbers uh, for, like, stretches. I, I feel like every time I look at it, the numbers by the end of the year, um, whether yeah. it's, like, fantasy or real life, I'm kind of like, you know, not not bad, not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's definitely an upgrade over Sonny Gray. Um, and at the time, I really thought that was a great trade when they traded for Sonny Gray. And I was really afraid of that deal. You know, the yeah. uh, they were really going to be amazing. And obviously, Gray 
totally fell apart. So Hap definitely represents a, a big upgrade in that spot for them um, in the rotation. Uh, I think the most interesting thing about the Yankees is they are really, really strong against left-handed pitching um, or yes. with left-handed pitchers right now. And uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, but, yeah, definitely a solid deal. You know, not he wasn't too expensive. Um, it, I mean, I now personally, it's kind of shifting to the next deal, I would have gladly taken probably Charlie Morton over oh, yeah. J.A. Happ. I think, the, I think the actual viable ceiling of Morton is much higher. He was so good this last year and, and really, you know, maintained how well he pitched all year into the playoffs. He was solid. You know, it's, he, I actually think that Morton's change uh, to the, the pitcher he was is a little more legitimate. And like, uh, I think his ceiling yeah. at this point is definitely higher. Uh, so I really like that deal, but that was a weird deal for the Rays, but it's kind of one of those where they, they really made out like bandits. If you think about it now, they, they've got Blake Snell and they follow him up with Charlie Morton. I mean, that's, that's a really solid one-two punch for our, for a franchise that you know doesn't usually go out and pay for free agents like that. That was no. a, a really surprising deal. I'm, I was also curious that Morton ended up with that deal going to Tampa. I, that, didn't that just seem like a weird spot for him? Yeah, you know it's a it's a very surprising move. And I guess they also added Tyler Glass now earlier in the season, that former Pirate prospect. So that's interesting too. Um, that could be an interesting season for them. Obviously, where's their offense going to come from? That's what's going to have to happen. But the pitching's there. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, definitely. Especially they just let go of Bowers, their first baseman, in that deal, that three-way mm-hmm. deal. Um, you know, not yeah. a not a name, a big name necessarily, but you know, he's he was their first baseman. He was. You know, a solid hitter, but um, and he played a little left field too. But clearly, he wasn't. You know, like you said, offensively, you look at this lineup and it's it's pretty weak. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, it just is. to say that to the least, you know, it's it's probably one of the worst offenses in the league, if not the absolute worst. And when you bring mm-hmm. up Glassnow, he had a lot of promise, and he came up and he didn't really show it. Um, no. So what 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 comes of him? Um, it will be very interesting. Um, you know the Rays—they always turn out these guys that nobody saw coming. They do. You know they they turn in. You know they they could do it. I was thinking about them today. You remember like back in '08 when they they made it to the World Series and they faced off against Halliday and uh, yeah the Phillies and Cole Hamels and Cliff Lee and you know they're. They haven't really been that different of a team. They operate the same way, and you know, at yeah. one point they made it that far. I don't think they'll turn around and do it again. I'm. That's not just being a biased no. Red Sox fan. That's actually saying this is a really bad roster. It looks like, but yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, they make they make these sneaky deals, and they often turn these. You know, it's not unlike them to sign a guy like a Charlie Morton and turn him around for something else later. Yeah. Yeah, and if anything, they could flip them, you know, at the deadline if they really want to. So that could be their whole motive. So we'll have to see if they add some other pieces, but it will probably be a little bit later, I would imagine. Other news, Philly signed McCutcheon. So Andrew McCutcheon's back in the National League. And he actually got more money than I thought he would. Not He's not good, but he got a three-year $50 million contract, which 
I was surprised. I mean, he did hit better at the Yankees at the second half of the year, but I mean, he, they're committing some decent money and their owner said they were going to spend crazy money. So I guess that kind of starts off that discussion. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I like the deal. Um, I, I, I agree with you. The money was a little high, but you know, there's some name value there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he's going to slide into the middle of that order and I think he's going to be a really solid guy. Um, and I, I actually really like it because it takes, you know, the deals that they made, there's really two things that I like about the deals that they made. One, yep. moving Santana brings Hoskins back to first base. It gets him out of the outfield. Ooh. He was not, not a good left fielder, but, you know, as a hitter, just letting him play first base and then just rake. Um, That's yeah, very I like good point. Guy in fantasy baseball, let's just say that. Yeah, I just he's he's good, and, and having him at first base, I think, is a big win. Um, and then bringing McCutcheon really brings in that that kind of comfort there, you know, and um, allowing that outfield to still look decent. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it's an it's an offensive and a defensive upgrade, really all package together. Um, I don't know if you talked about this on your last show, but, you know, Gene Segura is there now too. And so that top four, I mean, you know, Cesar Hernandez isn't a great hitter, but, you know, he plays second base and he's, yeah. he gets on base. So, you know, him he's and fun. Segura, McCutcheon, Hoskins, that's, that's a, for the National League team, that's a really solid top four. And so I, I really like those deals and, um, I have, what kind of rumors are you hearing out there about Machado, uh, Harper? Have you have you seen anything on you know the Phillies? I mean, they just seem to be a team with the spending spree. That you know, are they going to yeah. go after one of those guys? No, I I I would be shocked if they don't get one of them because of how much money they have and how much money the owners said they're going to spend. That's one of the most common names I've heard from all the sites I've Googled and looked up. Uh, I mean, as a Cubs fan, I would love them to get Harper, but is it really wise to spend what they're talking $400 million? I don't know about that. I mean, he's a great player, but that's a lot of money, and I don't know. But he's also 26, on the other hand. It's not like Buholtz when he was 31 getting a 10-year deal. So I, I, I do think they'll get one of them, although Harper's been linked to the Cubs for years. Um, what are the teams? The Yankees, but they that wouldn't make sense now with their outfield. Other teams, maybe going back to the Nationals. I know the Dodgers lately, but the Dodgers would have to trade Puig and Matt Kemp to make that work, probably. Yeah, I mean, Puig and Matt Kemp, man, those are interesting because those are those are guys who I would trade away to get Har- Bryce Harper or Machado in a heartbeat. Like, I wouldn't think twice about oh, yeah. it. <laughs> right. um, but, you know, who... You know, how much do you believe in Matt Kemp has in him as a hitter is, is probably the, you know, he's the more valuable, I would think, of the two. But, you know, if you believe in him as a hitter, he's worth trading for. And if you don't, then, you know, he and Puig don't really have a lot of value and they make enough money that it's it, it, it's mm-hmm. a hard sell for sure. I guess I now that I, we're talking about it, I, I could always see Puig or um, Kemp, you know, coming to play over in Philadelphia, I mean, yeah. Nick Williams is slotted in as the starting left fielder right now. I, w- I mean, I would say that they probably represent an upgrade mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over Nick Williams. And, you know, in, in that kind of a situation, if the price is right, I mean, I mean, Philadelphia is clearly 
making moves to go after Atlanta, you know, and, and the National League yes. is is not obviously nearly as strong as, as the American League and uh, the Dodgers no. are a little vulnerable there. And so I, I like that they're being aggressive. I think it's great. I, I man, I do look at this roster though and I'm kinda like there's definitely still a couple moves away, I feel like. I mean yep. left field's kind of a hole. What's Michael Franco anymore? Um, yeah. you know, he came up as a high prospect and doesn't get on base. And I look at this rotation and, you know, obviously, you know, Nola, Arietta, that part, you know, really solid. Um, but you know, after that, it is, it's shaky, you know, from a starting rotation yep. standpoint. Um, so, you know, and there's definitely some really good pieces in the bullpen though. So the, the Phillies are going to be really interesting. I think that we'll see a lot from them. I, I would like to see. Yeah, you know, Harper is one of those guys where I think I think Machado is actually a lot more valuable than – I shouldn't say that. I should lightly, but I kind of think Harper provides more value because – or not Harper. Machado. Right, I'm stumbling over my words. They're different values, right? So Harper is one of these yeah. guys where, you know, baseball is not a very marketable sport, but Bryce Harper right. is very marketable. Um, for sure. He he adds a lot of value just by being who he is and having him on your team and and how you can promote him and, and things like that. So there's a lot of value to adding Harper that doesn't come with other players. Um, but he also plays the outfield and you know, he's a, a, a you know, he's definitely a top echelon offensive player, but you know, he he isn't probably the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and he's yep. going to get paid a ton of money like he's the best. but and, and he's great. That's not to take away from the fact that he's not a great player. Um, so, but, man, you look at Machado and how good he is. Like, he, he really is, is unbelievable, you know, at any play shortstop. Right. These guys don't come around, you know, and, and I don't no. like – obviously there's the whole character thing, which I think is a little bit overblown. I agree, um, but uh, so it's like I I would I would get Machado in a heartbeat. I know they have Segura, but you know, no offense to second baseman out there, but it seems like any shortstop can move over and play second baseman. You know, <laughs> it's like and and honestly, Segura is an okay shortstop defensively, not like not that amazing that you can't say, hey, I can't move this guy. Um, so if Machado really comes in and says, you know, hey. I don't want to play third base. Um, I, I mean, I would tell Segura, "Sorry, buddy, <laughs> you can you can play second. <laughs> You're out of here. And uh, and I and I would take Machado because even in the downside of Machado's career, he can play third base. And defensively, right. I, I personally yeah. feel that's a more important position than right field. Um, and honestly, Philadelphia Harper's probably got to play center. I, I mean, yeah. I guess Herrera could play center and Harper plays left, or but. You know, I don't know. I just think that I, I, it depends on what you're going for. Harper, you know, I, I can see Philadelphia probably wanting to get him from a marketing perspective as well. So, um, you're definitely right. It's a good it's it's a good fit for Philly to get one of those two guys. Um, well, yeah. And as a Cubs fan, I would love Harper too, just for like the attention. Him and Brian are best friends. But there's some there's some issues. Yes, they have money, but there's been rumors that they're a little worried about their budget, which makes sense. You're going to have to pay Baez and, and Bryant, hopefully, down the road. But even if they wanted to get him, you're going to have to move um, 
uh, Hayward's contract and Chatwood, that terrible signing. So those two moves would have to be done first. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I you know, you never say never. <laughs> like, I remember years ago, the Red Sox signed Carl Crawford and Adrian Gonzalez to these monster deals, and they were both – well, Gonzalez was okay, but, you know, yeah. Crawford fell off like a rock. Like, he was terrible and making hundred grand, you know, $100 million, and it was, like, unbelievable. And somehow the Dodgers traded for both of them in the same deal, and yeah. <laughs> it seemed like – that was like a home run. I don't know why in the world they would ever made that trade, but they did it, so – Yep. You know, it, you never say never, but you're you're totally right that that is. I think baseball teams are getting smarter, you know, and I think it's harder they to are. pull those deals off every single year. Yep. Um, some quick hitters. We do have a phone call. It's probably one of our friends trying to call in, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. But just some quick hitters. Uh, Familia went back to the Mets. He won't be a closer this time, but that's a heck of a setup person. But they did pay him. It was like three years, $30 million. I like that move. Um, so the Mets traded him, got some players back, and then signed him anyway. So I like that. Yeah, that was great. That was I, I really like that signing. I'm, I don't like paying relievers often. Uh, right. Very few circumstances. But Familia's track record and, and also his age, to me, really plays into it. He's not, he's not at a point where – he's in that aging curve where he's going to fall off. Um, right. and, and, he, and he also moved and, and did really well. I, I really like that deal. Like, you know, you, you know, we had talked off air about Craig, Craig Kimbrell and man, I love Craig Kimbrell, but I was on the edge of my seat every single time oh, he oh, came into man. a game for a really long time. And I really, I, you know, it's kind of those things where I, I don't want him I don't want the Red Sox to pay him butt tons of money. Like, it's just, oh, those guys scare, like, guys like that scare me. Like, I just don't know. I don't know if he's going to be on yeah. tonight. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to strike everybody out in nine pitches or are we going to load the bases? And it, it's just, ah, oh, my gosh, I I don't understand why anyone would pay in, that pay somebody money. like that. And, and, you know, it's not because I don't like Craig Kimbrell, and I think he's a terrible pitcher at all. I think he's a great pitcher. It's just it's just hard to sustain no. that for a long duration. I mean, look at the Andrew Millers and some of those. Not everyone's Mariano Rivera, you know. You know it's, it's totally, yeah. And Miller, that's another name. Like, I love Andrew Miller. The Red Sox made him who yep. he was, and I was sad to see him go and see him dominate on the Yankees and the Indians all these years, but you know, when those guys fall off, they pretty often fall off. Yep. And I wouldn't and touch him with the 10-foot pole. Like, I would just, <laughs> unless he dropped, unless the price dropped like a rock and I could get him on a very reasonable deal or a one-year deal, I, if I was an executive, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. I I would have signed Familia yep. in a heartbeat. I agree. So, some quick hitters. Um, Ian Kinsler goes to San Diego. Not sure why he did wow. that, but hey, he's still playing. Enjoy. Get money, get nice paid. Weather, right? Yep, and good yeah, weather. For sure. So that's why he's going there. He did win a ring with the Red Sox, so good for him. Other short moves. Let's see. Joe Kelly went to the Dodgers. Good, good pitcher. Wow. 
Blah. Overrated. <laughs> Tanner Roark gave me a lot of quality starts in fantasy the first half of the year. Then the second half of the year's ERA was like eight. So not I interested. used to love Tanner Roark in fantasy. Used to, like years ago when he came up and he was yep. like really good. I picked him up off waivers and now I'm kind of yeah, one of those guys where I'm like, man, can't he do that again? And I put my faith in him many times. Yep. Uh, the Angels got Justin Bohr. He's just kind of okay. He's he's a guy, and he's just like a typical yeah. Angel signing, just kind of a guy. That <laughs> right? So, They're like the yep. current Seattle yep. Mariners. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like you have Steve Bull- where you're like, they're wasting Mike Trout. They are absolutely wasting him. Buholtz is – I think he's like 50 now, and he's still getting paid 30-something million a year. <laughs> good for him. Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Uh, what other deals? Let's see. Jody Mercer to the Tigers. That could be good. I don't know. Lance Flynn went to the Rangers. Uh, oh, the Orioles did hire a manager. Last week we were saying who's going to manage this team. Well, it's uh, going to be Brandon Hyde from the Cubs. He was the bench coach for Madden, which I don't know what you really do when you're Madden's bench coach, other than you maybe manage the team when he gets tossed a couple times a year. <laughs> but I'm happy for him. He's worked his way up. He's been with the organization a couple of years. And kudos to him. So the Cubs need to get a new bench coach, and they're rumored to be talking to – Mark DeRosa, who had a good baseball career. He's on MLB Network. I'd be okay with that. Most Cubs fans, though, would like David Ross. I think they could use a clubhouse guy again, and I would really like that as well. So, I mean, time will tell. Uh, let's see. If you're cool with it, Chris, we have a phone call here. Let's see who this is, if they're still here. Hello, you're on uh, Brothers Baseball Podcast. Hi, uh, this is Jeff Ert. Hey, Hello? how are you doing, man? Hey. This is this Welcome. is Jerk. Hi, I I Welcome. got a question. You guys talking about the Cubs roster today? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. So I I got a question. Do you think the Cubs should think about getting some uh, veteran uh, presence in the infield? And uh, a guy I was thinking about was Daniel Descalso. What do you think about him? Well, uh, Chris, what do you think about that? You know, I he might be a guy you could definitely add for the bench. I was looking this back. You know, it looks like right now they're projecting Ben Zobris to move back to second base. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a veteran presence with Zobris now, like 34. I think he's 37, actually, believe it or not. 37? I was going to say, I know he's up there, so that's definitely it. I mean, you know, Brian's been around now. For a few years, Rizzo's been around. I mean, those are definitely some, I, I would almost call them veterans at this point, uh, definitely. And, you know, Descalso, he was a guy who could always move around, play some solid defense. Never a guy with yep. a bat, though, that, that I, I, like I said, a guy, yeah, you know, just a guy you could add for the bench, and you'd be pretty happy with that. You know, looking over the the bench right now, there's not a lot of infield deaths, really, really, if any at no. all. Um, and and Madden's definitely about those, yeah. And you know, Madden's definitely about those guys that will 
play multiple positions and, and really those shakeable lineups. Uh, I would yeah. say Madden definitely was with his lineup structure. He really established what the modern day lineups are looking like. Uh, he's the guy that's always moved people around and, and never been afraid to try new things when it comes to a lineup. So, I mean, you know, if the money's there, that I definitely think it's, it could be worth it. I do. I think it makes a difference in terms of the, the team, uh, really making significant strides forward. I don't know if I, I would say that, but I mean, it definitely could be helpful. Yep. Well, thank you, sir, for your question. Right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Um, we have one minute left. So, Chris, this time went by really fast. Um, we'll definitely have you on more often, hopefully, uh, maybe even next week to talk some more. Uh, tomorrow we can continue some of these discussions, but we will do a team preview. It looks like we're either doing the Rays or the Royals. I think we're doing the Royals tomorrow. So, uh, Chris, I just thank you for having me on here, and hopefully you can be a frequent guest on this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have fun chatting about uh, new Royals superstar Billy Hamilton. <laughs> I like that move, and we'll we'll go more in depth with that. Though it should be interesting to talk about. Definitely. Well, thanks, Sam. Of course. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, this has been the Brothers Baseball Podcast, and we appreciate you listening. Follow us on Twitter and listen to us on iTunes now. So, thanks again, Jeremy. And we'll be back on as well as Cole. So, thanks everybody. Have a great night.